Welcome to Hope for Living with pastor, teacher, and certified mental health coach, Dr. Shannon Eaton. Listen to an encouraging message that is designed to help you build your faith, restore your joy, and renew your hope. What is going on, friends, and welcome to Hope for Living. I am so happy to be with you today and be back with you. It is 2024, and we're so excited about what the Lord is going to do in your life this year. Uh, We're all about uh, building faith, renewing hope, and seeing joy restored, and I believe that today's uh, episode is going to be a blessing to you. Um, I want to talk right off the bat in this episode about something that I think is so very important. Um, and that is how to fully walk out your calling and assignment in this new year, how to fully walk out, uh, your calling and assignment in the new year. Um, I like to say this, no matter how the story of your life has gone, we have to remember that God always writes, Uh, the final chapter. He always writes the final chapter, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on in your life. You have to understand that God is in charge. The Bible tells us if God is for us, who can be against us? Now, I know that sometimes can sound easy to say, considering that you might be thinking, well, you don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what's going on in my life. I might not, but I know that there are tests and trials that are common to man. And though my trial may not be your trial, we all have tests and we all have struggles. And what we need to know is the scriptures tell us this, that we're to think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try us. Um, And then we go on to find out in, in the scriptures tell us that. Our testing actually works to perfect our character. It, it, it produces things in our life like patience and endure, endurance and ultimately hope. That is the fruit of what Paul calls proven character. And character, let me tell you something, whether we like it or not, character and endurance and patience is really only proven when we, we, when we have been through the fire. And I want to talk to some people who you're 2023. And your last year was was difficult. It was tough. I don't. I I just feel like for many people, uh, we were hit with things where we didn't realize it was going to be that difficult. It was going to be that hard. I was going to go through these things in <clears throat> in my mind and in my heart. I didn't know that I was going to have struggles of provision and that I was going to lose hope. I didn't know that uh, maybe loved ones would go on to be with the Lord. And so many of us. Um, in 2023 had to process things mentally and emotionally and even deal with physical things that we simply didn't expect. I like to say it like this. It isn't so much the tests that we know are coming that are more difficult for us, but the ones that, that kind of catch us off guard, the ones that we didn't expect to come. Um, those are the things that challenge us. Those are the things that really mess with our mind and ultimately uh, if we're honest, they make us question our faith. And, and once we get to that point, we begin to question things like calling and God, did you really call me? Do you really have an assignment on my life? Is there really something you want to do significant through me? And here's what I want to tell you. Absolutely. There is significance that God has in your life. There's things that he wants to do in and through you. There are people that he wants to reach because of what he placed in your life. Uh, I want to challenge you to know that you have a calling. You have an assignment. You have giftings. God uniquely created you. 
uh, for the purpose that he designed you for and for the people that he wanted you to reach. So don't give up hope because of what you've been through. Listen, if you are here right now and if you have life and if you have breath, then you have to understand that you have purpose, my friends. God's purpose um, has not failed for you. He's not changed his mind about you. Numbers tells us that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. If he said it, he will do it. And if he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. I don't care what people are saying about you. I don't care what the enemy is trying to whisper in your ear. God's purpose for you will prevail. What he wants to do in your life will prevail. So stay encouraged, my friends. And so I want to dive in today and talk uh, simultaneously about what I feel the Lord is going to do in 2024 through us. But also, um, I want to talk to you about finding assurance um, in, in your calling. And I want to start by saying this. I believe that 2024 is a year that belongs to the people who will listen to the voice of God. I want to say that again. I believe that 2024 is a year that belongs to the people who will listen to the voice of God. And this is so important to really not, not, I, it becomes such a cliche. I just want to hear from God. I just want to follow God. I just want to listen to the voice of God, but really, uh, taking this year and saying, this is a year that I'm going to commit to hearing his voice and following his direction with all that I have. Because let me tell you, there are times that God will deal with you. There are times that God will speak to you. There are times that God will give you direction and that will not make sense to the world. It won't make practical sense to the people around you. Yet God um, wants you to follow him So that you can fulfill the purpose that he has in your life. Jesus said this, my sheep hear my voice, the voice of a stranger they won't follow. Uh, One of the qualities of belonging to Jesus and connecting to Jesus and being surrendered to Jesus is surrendering in obedience to his voice and his direction. Um, This is so important because many times we have difficulty Uh, following the direction of God, listening to the voice of God, if it doesn't sound like what we want to do or what we thought. But listen, in this year, it is going to be absolutely imperative. I I pray, my friends, my listeners, my supporters, you hear this. Um, It's going to be absolutely imperative that you're sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, that you're sensitive to uh, direction from God, that you are, are unapologetic in your following the Lord. Why am I saying this? Because when we go through the Bible, I want to simplify this for you. You can find two things. Um, ultimately, the Bible is a tes- testifies to the life, uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everything in the Bible points to Jesus in some way. That's one thing we have to understand. But here's the other thing that I want you to understand. From Genesis to Revelation, we find a pattern of God reaching out to man and dealing with man um, and speaking to man um, and and, and man properly responding uh, to the voice of God as well. So both of these things are really important. Um, God is constantly initiating um, in dealings with man and wanting to work through man. But also we see that man is given a choice to listen and respond to God. Um, either in obedience or 
disobedience. We find this starting in the garden. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on uh, Noah, first of all. When you think about Noah and the call of God on the life of, of, of Noah, he says, look, something that's never happened before is getting ready to happen. It's going to rain. I'm sending a flood on the earth. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to go build an ark, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I want you to build it. Um, and, you know, when it's finished, I want you and your family to go in and be preserved from what's going to come. Now, here's what I want you to focus on. Noah is called to build something that literally looks too big. It's massive, and he's called to build something massive by himself uh, for something that has not happened yet. This is so vitally important to understand because many times what we're trying to do when we cast vision, we, we, we share with people uh, what we think that God wants to do. We're trying to pick, paint a picture for them, and we're trying to cause a vision, uh, cause them to see something. And many times we're pointing them to something that's already been done. But understand the weight uh, of Noah's call in that he's called to build something uh, with the understanding that something is going to happen that nobody's ever seen before. And here's the other part of this. He's called to build something that is going to seem too big in comparison to who's going to occupy um, the ark or the boat. Now, we know God uh, commanded him to bring the animals on and so forth. But really, imagine spending many, many years building by yourself, brick by brick, uh, plank by plank, a uh, piece of wood by piece of wood, and you're building, watch this, and when you're done, the only people that get to go in is your family. Um, and, and I think about this because there's significance in this as well because we are often thinking about the present. And this is what I want you to say. We're always often thinking about the present. But God is often thinking about what comes after. And so while many times we're discouraged in building because we, we think, man, this is too big for right now. There's not enough help. There's not enough support. There's not enough people uh, getting behind it. And God is saying, I'm, I, I'm built, I, I, wanna, I want you to build this because I want to preserve you to do something after this is over. So what God is doing in your life, and this is important, the vision that he's given you, it's not just about you. Um, it's about what's coming behind you. It's about the generations coming behind you. It's about um, what God wants to do, not only today, but tomorrow and later. So don't, don't get, say all that to say, don't get discouraged when you don't see it happening as fast as you would like. Don't get discouraged when look, what you see doesn't look like what God said because Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And, and in that same chapter, he speaks of Noah. The Bible speaks of Noah saying, by faith, he moved with godly fear, being warned about things to come. So it's important to understand he moved building what God told him to build, not based on what he was seeing today. Because many of us stop and many of us fail obedience tests because we base that obedience on what we're seeing today. And so I want to encourage my people of faith out there, people who need your faith stirred, uh, people who need your hope built. Um, understand this, understand this and don't miss this. This is why you have to listen to the voice of God, because that voice must be louder in your mind 
and in your heart than anything else going on around you. So important. Uh, but we don't only see this pattern in the life of Noah. We see it in the life of Abraham. And, and, and Abraham, who's called the father of faith um, in Scripture, we see um, God calls him. He's in, uh, he, in, in, in Genesis chapter 12, he says, he says to Abram, leave your family, leave your country, leave your father's house. And here's the part that gets me. He says, go to the place that I will show you after. What is he saying? He's saying, if, if I was to do my paraphrase, he's saying, Abraham, get up and leave. And after you make the decision to leave and you take the step to leave, then I'll tell you where we're going. Now, this messes with most of us because we're our level of faith is uh, God. Not only do I want to hear your voice, but I want you to lay out every step and every part of the plan so I can make a, a, a wise decision about whether I should obey you or not. Uh, but when we look at the life of Abraham, really, it takes on so much of a different form because he says to Abraham, you know my voice, so get up and leave. And after I see you walking, <clears throat> then watch this. I'll show you where to go. Um, and he goes on to make a promise to him. He says, he says, I will bless you. I'll bless those who bless you. I'll bless your family. And, and, and what is he saying? The blessing is in obedience. The blessing is in following uh, the Lord. And how many of us, I think about how many of us would, the Lord would get up and tell us to to move and to go and then not know where we're going and we would still listen to him. That's why you have to know his voice. I'm getting back to this point that I made at the beginning about 2024. You have to be zealous to know the voice of God. Um, I believe it was Dr. Warren Worsby who said this. He said, every time we open the scriptures, God opens his mouth. In other words, we need to know the voice of God primarily and first through the word of God. Um, and as we read the word of God, we ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to understand what we're reading and properly apply it to our lives. That's the primary way that God wants to speak to us. But, but the other thing, and we can't be dismissive of this, is that that is also the preparation for us to be to experience regular leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, because what happens is God may speak to us in our hearts and our minds and lead us a certain direction. <clears throat> and when we've built a, a proper foundation on the word of God, uh, then it's easy to discern if what I'm sensing and feeling in my heart and spirit is in alignment with the word of God or if it's going against the word of God. So understand those things. Um, in Abraham's life, over and over again, we find lessons of faith that I believe many of us are going to have to really put in practice in 2024. So we want to listen to God. We want to know the voice of God. Um, and as you look through the life of Abraham, God is constantly, he's making promises and he's testing his faith and he's telling him where to go. He's telling him when to move. But ultimately, the biggest test of Abraham's faith and I believe that the, the biggest test sometimes of our faith comes when uh, God speaks to him in regards to Ishmael. Um, and he says, you know, you're going to have a son named Isaac. Um, and through him, the promises of God, uh, the seed of promise will be fulfilled. And Abraham says something to God that's very interesting. He says, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And Ishmael, um, this is important to understand. When we, when, what Abraham is saying to God is essentially let 
and I really want you friends to hear this. When he says, let Ishmael live before you. In other words, I've lived all these years and now you're telling me I'm going to have the son of promise, but I've already got this son over here. And he's essentially saying to God, God, look, let what I have produced bring about the promise. And how many times do we spend our lives having worked up things and produced things only to find that when God has arrived uh, with to us at the time of promise, we sometimes are so tired, we're so exhausted, we're, uh, you know, we, we're drained. We're saying, Lord, let all my efforts, let all the things that I've done, let all the things that I've worked hard, let all my achievements, let those be th- the things that you use. And God says, no, um, you are going to have the son of promise through Sarah. His name's going to be Isaac. And through him, you see, will be blessed. And we find that this happens and he receives the promise. Isaac is born, but sometime later, in Genesis, God says this, and God did test Abraham. In other words, he says, I want you to go to the mountain that I show you and offer there your son as a burnt offering. Here, here's the crazy part. I could spend a whole podcast teaching on this, but I think this is the point that I want to elevate from that. God will never give you anything that he can't ask for. So when we're walking in calling, we understand that we we want to tie who we are not to our title, not to our position, not to um, an organization, but we want to tie who we are to our relationship with God. This is so important because if God can't ask for what he gave you, then he can't trust you with it. And so it really is an indicator. Look, do I trust the promise giver more than I love the promise? Do I love the promise giver? more than I love the promise that that's what we find in Abraham. Um, right when he's getting ready to obey God, here's God, the angel of the Lord's response. Stop Abraham. Now that I, now I know that you fear God. What's he saying? Now I know that there's nothing that you'll withhold from me. And that's really what I wanted to get to my brothers and sisters today on hope for living is this to walk in calling, In 2024, you have to be willing to say all that I am and all that I have belongs to you. There's nothing that I'll withhold from you, God. You can have anything from me that you ask for and that you desire. And that's when God can use you because he knows that you're not holding on. Watch to anything tighter than you're holding on to him. And so, you know, in this thing of calling, you find both in Noah and you find in Abraham, the similarity of the fact that you had to be, they had to be so keenly aware of the voice of God and the direction of God that they'd be willing to do things that were uh, not conventional uh, in order to obey him and fulfill their assignment. We see this again in the life of Moses. Moses um, noticed and called as a friend of God, someone that God spoke to face to face. Um, and God calls him after the lesson here again in calling is, is interesting to me because there's several here. Um, as you think about your own calling, what is God asking of me? What is he calling me to do? What is my purpose in life? We find in Moses life, um, that early in his life, he at least had a sense of his calling to deliver, uh, the children of Israel from Egypt. How do we know that? Because, It was his plan to take out the Egyptians when you dig into it. It was his plan to take out the Egyptians one by one. What a silly plan. But inside he had at least 
uh, some sense that God had him in Egypt for a purpose. And so what God does then is remove him from Egypt for 40 years. This is crazy. So if any of us were, were placed in obscurity for 40 years, let me go back. Some of us, if we were placed in obscurity for 10 minutes, we would feel like God was through with us and that God didn't want to do anything in our lives. But Moses is placed on the backside of the desert for 40 years, um, seemingly accomplishing nothing. But during that time, you know, he gets married. Um, he is building a family at this time. He doesn't have a title. He doesn't have, he's not leading the children of Israel yet. Yet there comes a point where Moses encounters what we call the burning bush. And the lesson of the burning bush is so significant because it says he looked and he noticed that there was a burning bush and the bush was burning, but it was not consumed. What the word of God says next is a lesson for us. It says, when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside and that he paid attention, he began to speak to him. Sometimes, watch this, the only thing that's missing from God speaking to us is our unwillingness to pay attention. When God sees that we're, we, we are dedicated and committed uh, to attending to his voice, then he begins to speak. He gives him instruction. He says, look, I've heard the cry of my children, and I've come to rescue them, so I'm going to send you. Now this same Moses who 40 years ago was confident in his own ridiculous plan uh, to deliver the children of Israel. Now he doesn't want any part of it. He says, who am I that I should go? And he begins to protest to God. I'm, I can't talk. The people won't believe me. Send somebody else. And he's done a complete 180 in a different direction. And God says, you know, this is this is the person that I want to use, one who's now lost confidence in himself. Uh, you ever been there where you uh, messed up so bad, you failed, you feel like you failed, you made mistakes, and um, now I don't even want to try anything because <laughs> no one in the world is going to believe <laughs> that God sent me. And see, the reality is there's some people in our life, they know our track record. They know we haven't always gotten it right. They, they, they. This is why it's a dangerous thing to count people out because – there are many people who saw our worst points and our failures and our mistakes, and they didn't see us in the season that God was restoring us. And so we we replay those things in our mind, and we say, no one's going to believe me. God's not using me. This, these must just be voices in my head. And God begins to use Moses uh, step by step. Um, God begins to deal with Moses uh, in a repeated basis. Um, and gives him instructions, go to Pharaoh, tell him to let my people go. And here's the part that we miss. God gives Moses clear direction, sort of, of how this is going to go. He says, Pharaoh's not going to listen. Um, his heart's going to be hardened, and he's not going to release the children of Israel until I, I, I force him with my mighty hand. So Moses goes out. He tries the first time. Pharaoh doesn't listen. Moses says, why did you send me? You're never going to deliver this. But you ever been there where um, it didn't work seemingly like God said it was? And then the first time we threw our hands up and we wanted to give up. Ten times Moses has to go back. Uh, many times go back to Pharaoh. And finally, he begins to see the fulfillment of his assignment. Um, and God delivers the children 
of Israel. And so here's what I'm saying to you. In each one of these people's lives, whether it be Noah, whether it be Abraham, whether it be um, Moses, we find that each of them has to listen to the voice of God. And I want to challenge you today. Whatever you do in 2024, hear God. Listen to God. Follow his direction with everything that you have, my brothers and sisters. Because if you do that, you're going to walk right into your assignment. Don't judge it by worldly standards, by worldly uh, means of success. Uh, don't judge it by statistics. Judge, See, faithfulness and success in the kingdom of God is measured simply by this. It's measured by obedience. It's measured by obedience. How do I know I've been faithful? How do I know that I've been true to my calling? And here's the real simple answer. Don't let the opinions of men um, tell you whether you've been obedient. Don't let the surveys of the people, the expectations of the people uh, tell you you've been obedient. Here's how you can determine whether you're obedient to the call of God in 2024. It's very simple. Did I do and have I been faithful to that which God has called me to do? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your kindness. And I declare that no weapon formed against your people shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against them in judgment they shall condemn. I pray that you give them direction in their calling, that you give them clarity of thought, clarity of mind, clarity of direction in everything that you have created and called them to do in this new year. Now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. And we declare that you are the one who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works in us. You're the one that never fails. You're the one that never lies. And you are the one that has promised never to leave us or forsake us. God bless you. And we pray these things in Jesus name. And we say to our friends, God bless you. And God keep you is our prayer. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to hope for living podcast with Dr. Shannon Eaton. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged to apply the truths of God's word to your everyday life until next time. Keep the faith, Hold on to joy and live in hope.